0: If you want an insight into the minds of the industry professionals, then there's only one place to be. One place to be. The In's and Out Podcast with your host, Kane Silver. In this episode of the In's and outs Podcast, I speak to professional dancer and choreographer Tobias Alehammer In this episode, we talk about what it was like for him moving from Denmark to London and all the things that he found difficult with that. We speak about how he comes up with his famous concept videos and the effort it takes to make them happen and how much money they cost. They're pretty expensive. We also talk about what inspires him and what he wants to do with his career and how he is signed as a choreographer with Mass Movement Agency. We also talk about things that he does in his downtime. We make some inappropriate jokes and we have a pretty good time. However, I must apologize because we wanted to sit in the sunshine so we sat on his balcony to record this podcast um, the wind does affect the sound quite a bit, but I had to use this because it was a great episode and we had lots of fun. So, I hope you enjoy. Here is Tobias Elechama. Here it is now <laughs> We were just testing the mics and I was yeah. like, how does it sound, He's Like, my voice sounds sexy. It
1: sounds even sexier than it usually does, so I don't know what magic you did, but... It works. It really does work. So, bro, what have you been up to? What have I been up to? Um, to be quite fair, this this month has been very, very intense. I've um, been spending some time in Denmark working on two different tours, actually. One of them was planned, mm-hmm. and one of them just came in super last minute, as, you know, things does. So then I had to figure that out while I was sort of prepping for the, for the other tour. Um, two very different processes. One is... One was just choreographing the artist himself, mm-hmm. and the other one was like a full on set with dancers. And which one do you prefer I mean that's hard to say it's very different processes mm-hmm. i really I really enjoyed working the one the the dude that I work with, which is the one male artist without dancers is called Christopher, and he has some very funky music that I really do enjoy it's very sort of j t sort of vibes like the j the Kesson Timberleg of Denmark, one might say. Um, and that was that was a great experience because we just sort of... He's not a trained dancer, so we had to... It's a different process entirely because you have to pull it out of him. Yeah. And then you see something he does naturally and you're like, okay, let's do that. Yeah. And it's never really about creating the combo or the perfect combo. It's just about making him look good. Uh-huh. Where the other artists called Infernal, she's like a trained dancer. Oh, yeah. So I could just throw stuff at her and she'd be like... Let's go. So it's that was quite joyful. I really enjoyed that. But both she, of them were great. She liked the Danish version of that. I'd
0: um, say. Okay. Remember that artist that Kenny and everyone used to dance for, and she used to sing Boa. No. No. Uh, it's like Kenny worm niche uh, Trent Dickens. They'll do this video. Oh Boa yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like that. Yeah. Like just the beast dancer.
1: I mean, she. I think she would be, like the Danish, Danish Madonna type. Oh, okay. She's really, 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 really good. Um, and then we had beautiful light design. I was actually was quite mean for that tour because I sort of wanted to raise the bar from the last one. Uh-huh. And for this specific tour we had a beautiful stage design with these light LED towers that you could walk into in different levels. Um, sort of looked like a city and then you will have the, the drummer in the center of everything. Mm-hmm. This big triangle formed podium that you could walk underneath and stuff. Um, and then in the two outside towers on, on stage right and left, I wanted to add like a pull-up bar yeah. so I could do pull-up cardio to the boys. Nice. And I, I did that and they hated me for me hated me hated me for that so that's right you're doing them some good yeah don't even make them buff best believe dude <laughs> <laughs> and it was even the second number um it was the second number so that's quite fair so yeah. it's not like the last number but then straight after they had they did their first combination on the pull-ups they had to go and lift the artists oh. So they just looked at me like <laughs> <laughs> are they it. in
0: shape or are they like skinny boys i mean hopefully they'll get there they'll get there yeah they're yeah. going to end up looking like Kasan, Kassan, or like, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like the Beyoncé I Wish tour and they're yeah. all like trains, do you know what I mean? They're going to be so trained. Just dude. units. Sick, bro. Well. How long are you back in London? Um, for everyone listening, that's a plane before yeah, a right. plane. We're just sat in to be as balcony in the sunshine. <laughs> we should have probably done in this inside but we were feeling selfish. It
1: yeah. Outside. It is nice out here, though. It is. Um, so how long are you back? I am back for only a week which is quite annoying. I would love to stay longer because this is sort of my my spot, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, traveling can be exhausting, but I'm back for a week and then I'm going to go to Denmark again.
2: Yeah,
1: have to create um, a Prince tribute, which is going to be quite oh, exciting. That's fresh. Um, yeah, because basically I've been working on a video for a while now where it's a sort of a... I'm educated from Denmark by a woman called Sarah, and she creates these phenomenal, phenomenal costumes. Mm -hmm. She's like one of the most creative geniuses I've ever met, and um, she's basically she is delivering these costumes for my video, but then I'm repaying her by creating a piece for her final show for her education. Oh, fresh. Uh, So it's sort of a, you do this for me, I'll do that for you type of thing. I mean,
0: favors are the new currency. This is true. Like, I, I think if, yeah. you, if the strongest value of currency is a favor, you know what I mean? Like, you can't buy that shit. Never. Like, only if it's a favor of someone, obviously, that you trust and you rely on. Yeah. Someone will lay you down, but that's dope, man. That's and good. you're teaching tonight at 68? Not no, 68. No, lies, not 68. <laughs> base. <laughs>
1: Sabotage. No, base. I'm teaching a Beja um, tonight, which is great. It's going to be my last class for a while. Yeah. Excited. I am. I enjoy teaching a lot. I think recently I I figured out what I what it is that I can give as a teacher.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What? How do you mean? Um, the thing is, I realized that I'm never gonna be the dude that I wish I could. But I think it's just something within me that's that's not um, it's not really there yet. I'm never gonna be the dude that goes in and completely analyzes the students and breaks them down and you know makes them cry or makes them realize things about themselves and rediscover uh, little secrets. But I know what I can offer is choreography, mm-hmm. and in in what shape it is as um, as complicated as as it usually is. That's what I can really bring to the table, and then that's all I'm aiming for. Is just to teach it the best way possible and make. Yeah make that the experience so I'm not really trying to be anything I'm not and that's been a good I mean because when you when you teach for several amount of years you try different things Mm -hmm. and then you also get to know yourself as a teacher and I think that happened quite not recently maybe two years ago but
0: it's a good it's a good process. You enjoy teaching right? I love teaching yeah I really do. When did you start teaching?
1: When I was... Oh, I thought that was a speaker. What's yeah. <laughs> that? <laughs> 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 panic, panic alert. Yeah. Um, when I was 15, I started teaching. And now you're... Now I'm 24, I'm gonna turn 25 next month. Oh my god, you're such a baby. Such a baby, man. Little beepy jaja. So you've
0: been teaching since you're 15. It's yeah.
1: quite a while though. It is. It's, um, it started out as just me experimenting, because mm-hmm. I always loved creating. I think I even choreographed and created pieces before I even, you know, freestyled per se.
0: Yeah.
1: So that was just sort of the first step, and then I just always put I. I was always creating pieces, and I always wanted to. To. Honor the music the best way possible, yeah. and I never felt like I could do that in a freestyle because mm-hmm. I was just stressing. Because and then I heard something while I was executing a move, and I was like, "Ah, oh, I missed that." Oh. Um, and then it brought me into that sort of teaching area because I was living in a small, small town in Denmark. Um, it was actually the studio was actually set in an old church. It was so it was great. Um,
0: yeah, and then just slowly started to teach. Was there a big dance scene back at home in Denmark when you were, when you were younger? Um,
1: I guess it's, it was sort of the same as it, as it is now, but I just didn't know about it back then. Mm-hmm. How is it now? Now, it, it's there's some really talented people and there's some very um, unique people as well. Like some of the best dancers I actually know from Denmark, one is Stephanie, um, Stephanie Nguyen, she is, she's s- insane, she's like phenomenal, if you guys don't know her, then you got to check her out, mm, you should, um, she won just a boo back in the days, yeah, she was in Street Dance the movie, yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> uh, a Step Up movie I think as well, yeah, she's in Flying Steps crew, Jesus Christ, and then she did um, Madonna World Tour twice,
0: shout out to Steph,
1: shout out to Steph, Um, she's always been a big inspiration for me personally because she really managed to create her own style Mm -hmm. by taking from all this like just being inspired from everything around her and whatever she liked and then bringing it into fuse with whoever she is you know
0: um and when did you realize you wanted to be a dancer or choreographer when was that Ooh.
1: I think that was around the time where I moved to Copenhagen because I I had been dancing for a while in this little little town in Denmark. Was it just like a local dance school? Yeah, it was like super local. Nothing major really happened, but I was taught some good things there, like break dancing, all these little things. That's how I initially Mm. started out. Um, But then I just, I don't know, I think... um, I made the decision to chase it and to to take this one-year dance education, which is the one owned by the the woman I mentioned earlier, Sarah. And when I decided to do that, she made me realize um, what I could accomplish and what like so many things about me as a dancer and as a creator that I didn't really know at the time. So. I knew when I I remember she always tells me this because when I went into the education, she was like, We had the meeting before she um, brought me on board. And she was like, So, what do you want to do? What's your goal? And I just said, I just want to be the best. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And that's, yeah, I guess that has changed obviously, but. That was like my, my initial goal, and then I realized a lot of th- things about the community and a lot of things about the industry while taking that education, and that brought me to the understanding of, okay, I could actually make this a living,
0: I could actually, yeah, this could work out. This could work. And did you work in Denmark before you moved to London? Yeah, for quite a while. I
1: started working when I was 17. Um, just fresh out that education, I jumped from the education straight to a job because many of the teachers from that specific education, they had jobs as choreographers. Not fresh. Yeah, it was really good. Um, actually, my first gig right after the education was um, like a hip-hop theater.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that w- was amazing. And I got to work with some of the very teachers that I was taught by during the education. And then they then booked me further along for artist work. Mm-hmm. So then I wait. I went on this tour in Germany for an artist, um, called Aura, at the time. With three fellas, one called Ronnie, one called Marvin, and Ivan, and those three dudes they sort of raised me yeah. in the industry, fresh. And so
0: then, how old were you when you moved here? Right uh, here in London. Um, you were young because i think i remember you when you first came here we did x factor together i was so young like a baby like you looked about 12. yeah (laughs) i remember not knowing what the hell i was doing i was panicking i just remember you coming in and being this like so eager yeah everything full out you and jonathan bishop everything full out (laughs) and i just come i was in l.a at the time when i came back home just to do the x-factor final yeah i was coming home for christmas so i came home a week early so i could fit that in and I remember you and Jonathan going full out. And I remember being so jet lagged and going to Jonathan. Stop going fucking full <laughs> out. You're making me look lazy. Dude, <laughs> I, went, I was he, so full he out. Can make me, you can both make me look lazy just by it. <laughs> but I was
1: like... <laughs> well, Jonathan is just incredible. Yeah. I mean, um, I can't remember how old I was. I was very young. I think I was maybe 19, 18. No, 19 is nineteen twenty, Sort of that era, mm-hmm. I think. Um, but I was the only reason why I was so full out was because I was so scared of going wrong and that was like the only way I could actually get make sure that I had the the steps in my body yeah i remember these evenings because usually we would learn around like seven numbers in yeah, one day yeah. and it's so stressful and coming from the dangerous industry it's not at all like that so no. that was sort of a wake up call and i was just yeah it was it was an insane experience um I just remember these nights I was staying in this weird, weird, greasy apartment um, that I paid a lot to stay in. And whenever we had, whenever I came home from rehearsals, I went into the bathroom and I just started going over the steps again. <laughs> but I did it like half full out, so I would do like one arm full out yeah. to get it into my body because <laughs> there was no space. And I did like one leg, and it's just to make my body remember what my brain
0: couldn't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it was how was that first experience coming here was it a massive culture shock yes it was I felt very um,
1: in the beginning I felt so lost I felt very lost because obviously London is the size of the freaking island Copenhagen is based on yeah. in Denmark So, <laughs> which is crazy so everything was just new it was like how do I get to anywhere Yeah, underground um, the, the amount of steps I had to learn the amount of Yeah, it was just a lot. I mean, that's where I could really pull all the knowledge that I received from the education. Mm -hmm. Because then Sarah really managed to teach me how to be professional. Mm -hmm. um, And how to be a smart dancer. Mm -hmm. um, In terms of always being aware of what's going on around you. And I really had to, because I'm from Denmark. And at that time, I mean, I did understand English, but it was just... Yeah, you didn't speak like you do now. No, not at all. So I just really had to always be like this to try to understand. And if if there was anything I didn't get, I would just go like, what happened? What did this person say? What's the changes? I don't get it. (laughs) I even remember Sean teaching me how to do some of the grooves because I was so stiff at the time. Um, But I think the experience was very positive and and at the same time not negative but it was a shock Mm -hmm. but I do appreciate all the people that I got to meet like including yourself then also Sean was one Um, I met Richie there Mm -hmm. he's been my uh, friend ever since uh, Jonathan Um, and Cisco was the one that really really he saved me a couple of times as the good person he is yeah Yeah. Um,
0: what advice would you have for anyone else who's coming here for the very first time to try and make a career or move in here and feel uncomfortable is there anything that you could say that you would have done differently to make it easier? Um I would have done my homework in terms of
1: knowing more about the place I'm going because <laughs> I was just completely lost um, there's quite a... I mean i think how it turned out was good and I, I managed to get there but i think also if i if i could tell m- tell myself something at the time if i could go back and, and give myself an advice it would be to just sometimes leave it when you go home Cause Just turn off turn off because i remember even though i did those things to like three in the morning yeah um that also affected my energy the next day
2: mm-hmm.
1: and i think it's that's a fine compromise to be. F- to be to discover within the two like you can go and go home and go over it in your head if you don't have it but also no one to let go because yeah. sometimes I would just continue to do that over and over and over again and then never never really feeling that I had it because I was just too tired my body couldn't you know
2: yeah
0: well, I understand I think it's great advice for people yeah leave work and work sometimes go home and be a human Honestly, you're, you're a human first. You, you know? are, and Remember? that's so important because sometimes
1: you got to take the time out for yourself on, on other levels, other ways than being creative. You know. Yeah.
0: What do you do in your spare time, like to to be a human as opposed to just be a creative?
1: Um. What do I do? I'm. Well, I love movies. Mm-hmm. I'm a big movie fan. You are a bit of a superhero geek. You know? I am quite a big superhero geek. Marvel fanatic. What was it? Did you like the new Avengers? Oh dude, it's like I was. I watched it twice already. Yeah. Planning to watch it three times. I need to see it again. I feel like it's a film that you need to watch twice. Oh yeah, for sure. You should go and watch it. Yeah, let's go. Um, there's a cinema right around the corner from here, and I've, I have the um, the unlimited cinema world she do? <laughs> <laughs> which
0: is really dope because it's, it's like twenty pounds a month. Yeah. It's like an advert all of a sudden. Yeah, I like Deadpool. I watched Deadpool. Oh, so good. So good. Watched it yesterday It had, no, the, the, day before. It, it had the perfect balance of. Comedy, action, violence, soppiness. Mm. You know, it's quite sad. Iron killed that shit. Oh, Batman! Oh, Batman. <laughs> Brilliant. See so a lot of movies. Yeah, I do. I do enjoy movies. I do
1: enjoy. Um, I think I should actually be better at doing stuff besides being creative, because that really takes uh, takes out a lot of my time, and that's also how I. I mean escape sometimes yeah I would go into the creative vibe and that would help me sort of you know deal with situations Mm -hmm. in my life so um, it's always whenever I would feel low jumping into a creative project or jumping into anything that felt right creatively would always be the thing that brought me out of wherever I fell fell down
0: Um, do you feel like it kind of masks like, whenever you're feeling emotionally a certain way that's being creative, just be able to distract you? I think sometimes
1: it does. but And, and then I think sometimes it act, it actually deals with it. Yeah. Um, and I think it's dangerous because sometimes you don't know which one is what, you know? Yeah. And then it's almost like, you're like, oh, okay, I'm just dealing with the things, but no, you're not. Yeah. You're actually running from how you actually feel emotionally. And then sometimes it deals with it. And then you, you definitely feel the difference. But well, not in the specifics, not in the situation, you know. Um, but I should do more things on the side. I mean, I usually just hang out with my friends. I chill. I. You like going out for food, right? I love eating food. You love eating I food. I really boy. do enjoy food. I do. I always go. I try to go swimming every single, not every single day, like four times a week, mm-hmm. because I have back back issues. Ever since actually my first job, that's when I got it. So stupid young and stupid. that's another advice. just always warm up before you go on stage because that, that shit will fuck you up like after your body honestly because that's that's everything
0: yeah 100 um, percent
1: So stupid as well. I remember this specific situation of going onto the stage when I was there 17 for my first gig ever yeah and I was trying to outbattle my mentor who was just making fun and like, yeah, I think I can take you out of this backben. Like, sure, I'll that's take you out. That's the gayest battle I've
0: ever
1: seen.' in my life. Gayest backpack <laughs> ever. Like, gayest battle ever, dude. That's what, <laughs> and then we went onto the stage. <laughs> it was like, um, <laughs> and then we went up, and it just snapped. Initially, <laughs> just snapped. My, my back one like, because <clap> I tried to be uh, really low on this thing. I'm trying to be Zazu? I'm trying to be so Zazu. <laughs> it wasn't even that. Zazu was like, a, Sasu, Don't do Sasu. Sasu was like a... <laughs> <laughs> it was like a new thing
0: for me when I moved to London, to be completely fair. I was so waiting for like... Yeah, I was battling my mental, like we were trying to do a backflip or whatever. See if you could jump off this box. No, what do you do? A backbend? A backbend, dude. Solid, bro. So we, that's how we do it
1: in Copenhagen town. Yeah. And, you know, it's all about them backbends. Injured ever since. No, kids. Be careful when your backbends. Be very careful, because Be that careful. will fuck you up. Yeah, that shit will fuck you up. Ever since then, though, I had issues, and I didn't realize what it was, till, because I never really properly dealt with it. Mm-hmm. And then two, two years went by, and then all of a sudden I just couldn't dance anymore. Because my lower back had been doing this, like it's been shifting over in the wrong way for such a long time. And then all of a sudden I just, I had to wear these heating bells on yeah. every single job I did. And I couldn't move. I couldn't never crouch down. I couldn't. I was so depressed. Um, till I then found the right guy that taught me yeah. what to do, what exercises to do, which is what I do now every day.
0: Um, when you moved here and you're a dancer, you know, uh, how what was your what would you say was one of your biggest opportunities as a dancer whilst you came here? I mean.
1: The first thing I did, and that was even before moving, was The X Factor. Huge opportunity for me, it taught me a lot. Um, then I moved a year after that, thinking that I could do the same thing. Nope, nope, did hmm. not happen. One day before the audition was, for this year was Brian doing uh, The Creative. I, um, I rolled my ankle. and I decided to go to the audition either way wearing heel lifts because I wanted to be taller and um, and there just I taped my foot Uh, I went all the way to the to the to the final round and initially you you know then you sort of get the job but you don't I never really got a call uh, for that year so I was really going through it as I was moving here because it wasn't a successful experience at all it was very much a an eye opener for okay, this is the real game, you know, mm-hmm. um, which was healthy in many ways. So then, then some time went by, and I, I was just struggling uh, financially. I was struggling in terms of not being able to dance for such a long time, and I just moved here to dance. Yeah, what do you do then? <laughs> um, and then, I think the job that I got that actually brought me out of that state was. EMAs,
2: yeah.
1: Um, it was EMAs where I've met Alex Chambers. He was my opposite for that one. Um, doing some stuff for Ariana Grande and Kaiser, mm-hmm. and that brought me out of that sort of low mental state. In terms of job-wise, that was sort of the the escalator, and then. Things started to sort of you get, get going. Yeah. Um, then I, I had been telling my friend Anders for a year to move to London. At that time, I was like, "Move to London, dude." I think Go I'd been telling him for about a year as well yeah. before that. Like everyone was just telling him. <laughs> um, and then he moved there to London, and then we started to do things together as a team. And that helped a lot as well. well. you've got a
0: support system there. You yeah. know, it's kinda of like you've got some accountability with you. Like if you're like, I'm not feeling it today and it's like, Come on bro, we can do this. Yeah. You know. I yeah. feel like if you've got someone who's in the same boat as you, it always helps. Yeah. It was really good it was really good for us to
1: to be there for each other in the, in all aspects of the industry work and
0: and his friends, you I mean, I'm sure outside of work, it oh, was sure. the big,
1: even a bigger help. Like, he's my brother, and he knows more about me than I even do myself, really. So, it's we've really always been there for each other on many levels. It's also been hard because when he moved to London, we moved into a flat together. So expensive. Like, we were just completely fucked. I feel like
0: everyone that moves here for the first time ends up paying double what they should.
1: Yo, we paid seven fifty each for sharing a room.
0: For sharing a room. Yeah, it was crazy. Well, were you fucking fucking palace. Kensington. I so mean, it's a cute place. <laughs> it's a nice area. A nice area, but.
1: But Jesus, dude, that was too much. Um, but we were never really there, both of us. Yeah. Because you know how it how it works, so we were always just missing out on each other, um, and he just moved there, and I mean, slowly things started to happen, but it was just, it was really good to have him join me on the journey as well it definitely makes such a difference when you've got someone with you Mm.
0: Um, so I feel like what you're very well known for now is coming up with these amazing concept videos oh yeah what was your first video was the Janet one right yeah that was the first one which went viral yeah so what, what what was the what made you think to do that what was the plan behind it what was the end goal or what was the initial thought to make the end goal?
1: The f- well, it's funny because around that time with the EMAs and everything, um, I think um, I was teaching, I started teaching again. And as I started teaching, I I realized that I had missed it a whole lot because mm-hmm. that's initially how I started. Yeah. My love was always for the crea- for the creating of a product, and not really for the performance value of it. Mm-hmm. I always loved the process, and and having something in in my head, um, bringing it to life, watching it become alive. Um, and I always thought that was a good way to, to say stuff that you really wanted to say mm-hmm. f- through the art. Um, so I, I was going to the studio at that time, That was 68, and Mike was always there, because Mike was working on Star Wars for that time. Uh, and then we've been talking for a while about we should do something together, what should we do? And he came to shoot one of my class videos once. Um, I really loved the way he captured movement, and then we just started to ping-pong ideas. The Burn It Up video wasn't a an, an specific I mean, it was definitely a collaboration between myself and Mike because we really do work well together. Mm -hmm. So, but I went to him one day and I was like, dude, I feel like we need to tell people and remind them to stay versatile Mm -hmm. in terms of having an open mindset and in terms of not allowing, because I always say this, I think art. you can never say one painting is better than another painting it's art, so it's all up to your, you, have an, you have your own opinion, but it's all art, so mm-hmm. nothing is, nothing can ever be be better than the other. And I feel the same way about dance, in terms of styles, we all have a different taste, but I don't think it comes down to that in terms of the quality of it. If you think, if something is good, it's good. Maybe I don't like that way of moving, or that way of listening to the music, you know, that specific mm-hmm. style or whatever. But it's still an art form, so you can only judge it for what it is. Mm -hmm. And I think we all need to outgrow our tastes in a way. Um, In terms of allowing that to judge how we look at the bigger picture and how we have opinions. Um, And so that was sort of the mindset behind the video. We wanted to create a video where we brought everyone together for a good purpose um showing London as a city and it was so spontaneous as well it was was not like a thing that was planned it was very just in the moment a week before i was like okay let's do it and was like okay let's go started reaching out to people uh getting them into rooms learning the various pieces because i was taught all these because basically the concept of the video was to bring in other choreographers to create their own sections Mm -hmm. and then i had to learn them sections um While dancing through London,
2: mm-hmm.
1: so that was initially it, and then it just escalated into something I don't think any of us could predict.
0: Yeah, like I mean, there was like four videos going viral of the same thing. Yeah. There, I mean, like everyone is I saw like people nicking it and reposting it on their YouTube channel to try and get a following and shit. Yeah. And and it
1: still is today. It's funny how it still grows. um i think janet has a lot of good fans as well and that has a lot to say on the matter but it was a great actually the video was taken down
0: yeah didn't um, the label get
1: involved they did get involved and the whole thing was that at that time janet came out with all obviously new music which is why we uh, choose chose to go with that song because that was it was janet and missy so two artists i really respect a lot um and then after like a week the video was taken down on YouTube Mm. by the label but then at that time Mike was actually in LA I think
2: Mm
1: -hmm. and he I don't know how he managed to do this and he still never really clarified it for me but all of a sudden he calls me and says I was just in a meeting with a guy called um, Christopher Spencer I think his name was and he works with Janet and the label and basically Mike had said, "So the, the video has been taken down. Why? Why is that?" And they said, "Oh, really? The London video has been taken down. That's a mistake. We'll put it back up."
2: Oh. So the
1: next day, boom, back online, and that's sort of one of these stories you never really,
0: yeah, hear. But she's smart like that, like cheap. Well, her label isn't probably not her. but Her label, they probably saw that as free advertisement for her song. Yeah, you know, like if you think this whole new dance with Janet thing, you know, oh, yeah. is the most genius marketing ploy ever. Like I know, let's give everyone the opportunity to dance. <laughs> <laughs> right, but they have to advertise it first. And yeah. Hundred million advertisements. To choose one why, <laughs> so I don't know how it's worked, but it's genius. Yeah, it is. I it's it's but um, yeah, I'm amazed actually that they didn't use the video for anything. Like,
1: well, there was talks about that make making it that into a thing. Um, after the success of the video the label also did reach out to me and we had a lot of conversations about collaborations and doing shit together uh, mainly in London mm-hmm. it was in the talks that I was meant to be a part of the actual music video for Damn Baby
2: uh-huh.
1: then they decided to go with another concept to shoot it in LA so things changed there was also a lot of talks about lyric videos
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, all these things just sort of at that time i was also, also I was very new in the game and in terms of choreography and in terms of creative and all these things yeah. that was like I didn't know how to deal with that at all yeah.
0: it's kind of like you needed a management
1: I did need a management and I had none at the time for that because yeah. at that time I was only a dancer um, so things, you know, a lot of th- good things came from it, but then were never really made into a real thing.
0: And then, uh, the success of that did it bring you a lot more teaching and things like that? Did other things follow from that? Cause yeah, it cause did. obviously, I feel like you your name become global after that, as opposed to just being one here in Denmark.
1: Yeah, I think I think it did. I think it. It ba- it definitely made me known. Yeah, it gave you a brand. Yeah, it gave me a brand, and it gave me yeah just people people saw that video and then that's how social media also works sometimes they see you and they go okay let's bring this guy on board and i think social media is you know it's a positive it's also a negative in the world we live in today but it if depends if how it's utilized
0: huh it depends how you utilize exactly. it
1: exactly uh, it's all about how we how we use the platforms you know mm-hmm. and it's really up to us because we are basically with it one of the first sort of generations to deal with it oh, we are the first, on the 100%. on this level and that is just um
0: like we can we've changed the game like yeah social media has changed the game like this millennials have changed the game people don't pay for hotels anymore we get Airbnb. We yeah sleep in people's houses people don't get taxed crazy we get people's cars we change the game via the internet mm-hmm. you know
1: a lot of responsibility comes with that as well because now we're the first ones dealing with it yeah. And specifically within the dance industry, I think. Basically, I think it can if if you put the main focus mm-hmm. as unity and community mm-hmm. instead of um, selfishness. Yes. Then I think um, social media can actually make us grow too. Like, I don't even know, it can make a, it's it it's such a good thing, because I remember about the first time I actually saw a video, I, I saw, um, I think it was Lal Beniga online, yeah. back when I was starting just to get into the dance world, and I was just like, whoa, what is that, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. I remember uh, his and Jafar Smith on someone else's video, Yeah. yeah. you there on the bottom of Noho Underground? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. that was the video, I was like, yeah. like Nike boots. Yeah, yeah. All these game
0: changer,
1: game changer, and I think it's not. I mean, there's a lot of talks about that, about how to utilize it and how to, how to do it. And I think if we're just clever, if we're clever about it, if we're smart about bringing out the positivity, about using it for the best way possible, then yeah,
0: hundred percent. And after the Janet, when you went and made a Michael video,
1: oh yeah, so that, that was, was a whole different scale. there's another. That's a, yeah. it's a different scale completely. And that, on the other hand, was not just um, spontaneous. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like, let's go on a flight, let's just jump on this it's plane and then. 10 flights. Yeah, no. It was uh, very much planned ahead. Um, and I actually swore that I would never do it again because it was so hard. Mm. I mean, because a lot of people don't realize this, but we. I planned the video for around six months reaching out to people, locals, because the concept of the video was to get together with locals in various cities all around the world, um, and then bring them in and and execute choreography in front of landmarks, mainly. All of this was funded by myself as well, so it's a lot of money going into these projects. Um, and Mike and I, we when we went on the trip, we did I think we did twelve countries in sixteen days Jesus Christ. um which which means we had sometimes we had less than twenty four hours in one country, and it was exhausting because it was not one of those trips where you stay at a nice hotel or where you go and you get business class or you get the nice hours for the flight. No, it was like get up at four am yeah. jump onto this flight at six. Uh, straight into rehearsals, figure out the steps with whoever we, we were meant to shoot with.
0: Because it was not choreographed beforehand?
1: I mean, majority of it was. There was one specific scene, the one I'm ref- uh, referencing is the one in New York yeah. with Steph. We made all of that together, and it was crazy because we, we came from Sydney. That's like flying back in time. (laughs) It felt surreal. It is, right? It is. We we definitely, we left, we left at like 8 or something in the morning and we landed at like 8 or something in the morning same day. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? Uh, The good thing is we were never really jet lagged because we're just jumping from time zone to time zone. zone. (laughs) But that was crazy because then from this crazy trip, we just jumped into meeting with Steph somewhere in Brooklyn, going into her room, him and uh, um, me and her, and then just creating steps, figuring out how to do it.
0: What was the hardest process of the whole thing? Was it coming up with the steps or was it just the traveling?
1: Or? It was the traveling. Traveling. It's definitely the traveling part of it. Because I was making some of these steps um, as we were going along as well, yeah. for some of the scenes. Um, but it, the traveling was exhausting on another level. And that's why I, I say I would never do it like that again. It was too intense. It was too compact. And sometimes you need that extra day yeah. to fuel your batteries.
0: Was there any moments on there where you thought, why the fuck am I doing this?
1: No, actually that no, I think because it was so intense, I never, I never really got to that point. <laughs> you have time to do no um but i've been working on something now for around a year or so Mm -hmm. actually even more than that and for this specific thing i've I've, i decided to spread it out
2: yeah
1: that makes you that gives you time to think and go why the hell am i doing this all of these thoughts because it's it stays with you all the time because you never really get to yeah the good thing about it being intense is that you just create it and then you go Done. Yeah. You're no in it and you're out no of it. Yeah, exactly. Where for this one I'm doing right now it's just it's such a long process and it's it's necess- like it's really necessary that I do it this way. But Jesus, it's like a long birth Yeah. The other ones were just quick so births, like wing It's a long old lane birth. So like, Oh my gosh, it continues and continues and it hurts like a motherfucker. <laughs> I don't think I can say that, sorry. No, we can swear. We oh, can fuck swear. Fuck, fuck. There go.
0: Um sounds nicer in your sexy voice. Um, Yeah, I saw you post on Instagram yesterday looking for dancers from a new project. Is is this the project? Yes. Any insights into what it might be? Um, ruining it for yourself?
1: I mean... I mean I've probably already said a lot about it um, in terms of making it a thing because initially I I never wanted it to be something people would expect. Mm -hmm. It's very different to what I've done before um i think it's very necessary to not repeat ourselves we've done these two videos and with this one we're trying to sort of evolve Mm -hmm. and to also leave that sort of way of doing dance films um, and do and try to do it in another way Mm -hmm. so we're honoring what we did with the two other videos but we're also making it a bit more cinematic a bit more artistic um, and there's also a story to be told there. So it's, and it's something I've been working on for such a long time, doing mood boards for it, mm-hmm. writing on the script, because this time around it all needs to be connected in a way. And it's also us leaving that. Yeah. Because after we've done this thing, we're not going to do any more of these type videos. Yeah. Um, it's a bit. it's a great process. I'm directing it all myself. I have, both Mike to film stuff, and then I have Josh as well. See. So we're all ping-ponging, and I mean, I think working with a, a, a good videographer and a good filmmaker is essential to these things. Oh, 100%. It's like 80% of it. So it's so important. I'm really happy about that specific team because those, both Mike and Josh are like, in my opinion, the best ones out there.
0: Yeah, oh, massive shout out. They're very, very talented. Um, Mike, has Mike got any history in dance? Has he got any Mike? Uh, Mike, does got any background in dance or anything like that? Not really. Because Josh has, and that's why I believe he's got such a good eye for stuff. Yeah. You know, because he understands what he's capturing and how to show it. Yeah. Is Mike? Um,
1: Mike? No, I don't think. I mean, Mike has always been, uh, surrounded by dancers. He has a lot of. He sees a lot of dance he's he's in he's basically he's within the community without being a dancer yeah. um but he's not a dancer i mean he will deny this but he, he do have some moves though <laughs> he always <laughs> he do got some moves he does for sure he has some moves he always makes fun of me he always does like these little things when he tries to make fun of me and my moves because he he's like the thing is no one knows this he's like he's my biggest <laughs> whenever i would send him a video of something I don't know, a, a piece of choreography. He was like, "Oh my God, here we go again!" So full out, get out of here. <laughs> he would always just call me down. This is like, you uh, know, shoot me down, which is sometimes necessary. So I really do appreciate that energy. And then when it's good, you know, it's good.
0: Yeah, it's a good critique. I like having
1: honest people around me.
0: And it's nice that he's a critique and actually doesn't have an experience in dance, because then you know what's going to be relatable to non-dancers.
1: True that. Very true. Very you know true. Because I, mean? yeah. I always
0: say we as performers and dancers, we see things differently to how my grandma was here. Yeah, for sure. You know, like, she just goes, oh, he looks like he's having a really good time and he's smiling. Yeah. And we see technicality and
1: whatever. Honestly. Honestly. Um, yeah, but he's amazing. And so is Josh. Like, sometimes Jars, We actually did a shoot recently where we were filming this one specific scene in Wales. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gorgeous there. And... He just had an idea, where I was, and it was not what I had planned at all, but he was like, what if we do it this way, dude? And initially I was like, okay, do it. And then he did it, and it just worked out phenomenally. Like It was insane. Um, yeah, it's always about testing things. I think when we shoot these things, we try, it, we try it my way, then we try it another way, and then we see if it works or not, and then if you have good people around you they will come with suggestions Mm -hmm. to how to solve it if it doesn't really hit the spot
0: yeah and now i spoke to you earlier and you said you know uh, last year i realized this when i don't really just want to be a dancer anymore yeah so now your goal is to just be a creative i think
1: um i realized to survive for me personally within the industry um i gotta focus on what. Really makes me happy.
0: Not sucking dick.
1: Not sucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> definitely not. Um, that was inappropriate, exactly. I mean, it's I don't mind. It, yeah. it was a press joke from It a, it was a, re- yeah, it's exactly, but it was a fun joke. So, um, I think I realized it was actually around the time where I started teaching again. Uh-huh. I realized that to keep myself going within the industry and, and to not sort of be drained by it and to not feel lost because I started to feel very lost. I started to feel like I was just a robot, and it really didn't matter what I did because I, I never felt like I had anything, and that like, I never felt like anything really touched me mm-hmm. and gave me a purpose of joy
2: yeah.
1: fulfillment um, so i but I started to get that from creating pieces, from teaching, but also just from choreographing. And then I... That sort of pushed me in that direction. I, and then I started to do a lot of jobs and I started to feel like I would be, all of a sudden I had all these opinions. And I didn't want to be the guy that went like, hey, by the way, Mr. Choreographer, you should probably do it this way, you know? Because yeah. <laughs> that's really in, inappropriate. But at the same time, I was like, you know what? I feel like I need to chase that. And I've always been more of a... I go 100% in that direction, I go 100% in that direction. And realizing also that I didn't really get the joy from dancing anymore.
2: Yeah.
1: After I reached um, my, high, my high in terms of I had the most emotional, most uh, fulfilling job ever, experience, um, after that I was like, I don't know how to top that. And I don't know if I can or if I want to. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to take up other people's spots yeah. if they really enjoy being on the stage. Knowing that, like, for instance, my best friend Anders, he is, his dream is to be a tour dancer, to go on tour with a, a big artist, and, and look, talking to him and seeing how much he felt for that, and then understanding I don't feel that. Yeah. So I should probably step back. Mm-hmm. Because there's so many people. something
0: else makes you feel like that.
1: Yeah, something else makes me feel like that. So I, I need to chase that. Because mm-hmm. um, otherwise, you would get depressed. I was depressed for a long time because I didn't understand. What I was doing, I was just doing dance jobs, and it did not make me happy
0: at all. Um, you started assisting Ashley, right? Doing that, moment. yeah. Kylie. This is true. Was that, that probably your first introduction to like really big things?
1: It was. It was. Uh, Ashley brought me on, on on board. Ashley and William for the for Kylie. Who um, just I did some numbers. I basically I worked as a contributing choreographer. I knew, and I was dancing on this wall, and that was sort of where it just started to get into my mind that I wanted to go further in that direction. I mm-hmm. did learn a lot from Ashley as well, the way, way he worked as he a human a, being. He's a genius. He's a genius, and he's a good human being. And I think I always admire the people that get, that get the respect. Because the thing is, you never get the respect if you yell at people.
0: No, he's one of the not well. I know this story because I did the job with you, but this is for the listeners. But he's one of the nicest humans I've ever worked
1: for because he's genuinely just a human with you all the time. So amazing. Um, And I really took that in because I had never really experienced it on that level before. Mm. And I was like, okay, it's actually possible to be a really, really nice human being and just talking to people with respect because we're all equal. Mm. But we just have different positions in terms of the job. Um, and outside of the job, we're yeah. all humans, and that's where what I don't understand with some choreographers that would feel the need to put other people down or to yeah. raise the voice and yell at them in front of other, humiliate them. Or I never really got that. I mean, if I if I personally sit on the job and someone is not doing it right, I would take them and go, you know, dude, you got to step up. I'm sorry, but yeah. but I was just telling it to them because I want them to do good.
0: Yeah for your sake and this because your vision is better
1: yeah you know? and I would always be honest I would just be like to be completely fair if you don't pull up we'll have to find someone else and it's nothing against you but it's just yeah. you know it's always I think that's the best better way um, but yeah went into that whole Kylie fam and I learned a lot from that did some numbers amazing experience that led to doing Royal Albert Hall mm-hmm. where I did a number only boys and the number starts with Anders and I going onto the stage and Kylie was singing it was a cover of uh, everybody's free Everybody's
0: free, free, again. free again.
1: it's great that
0: was a special <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it was um, it was a moment I'll always remember because I was about to go on stage with my best friend. And we had been through a lot, like a lot, being in London for such a long time. Um, I had choreographed a number. Which meant I was about to go on stage with my best friend as my opposite. The audience was singing. You just know that feeling when the audience yeah. is screaming at you. And then the horns kick in and we bah, we storm on the stage. And Kylie's just standing there in the middle being gorgeous and iconic as she is honestly did tear up that like that specific moment mm-hmm. i think it was the second show because we did two shows first show I was just completely and then the second show i was just like whoa mm-hmm. this is this is another level and i never really f- you know i never got over that in terms of I, I could never reach that um that feeling again as a dancer yeah i think that had a lot to do with the fact that i choreographed it as well and it was with the people because it's always about the people 100%. which is something you learn from working
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, yeah
0: like what well, i did lots of jobs in the past where I'm like this is going to be sick and then i didn't really enjoy the company i was with so it wasn't a memorable experience for a positive mm. and then i did the shittest littlest jobs yeah know, and it's with my homies and i'm like that was sick but it's not about the job it's about the environment right exactly dude it's so important
1: and it makes the whole job, the people makes the job,
0: that's for sure. What's the, um, where do you see yourself in that five years?
1: Where do I see myself? um, Well, I think I'm planning just to follow this journey I'm on right now, which is, I recently started out a company, opened a company, um, which is just sort of me as a creative, as a choreographer.
0: Like please, please don't call it to be us creates, because <laughs> every no. company now has the word creative or creates at the end of the name. Today, no, like human. Yeah, which I mean is actually it's actually like, the least creative thing ever. <laughs> what What else is there? There's I am now. For everyone else, I don't know, but everyone else has just got their name and a creative or yeah. creates at the end.
1: Funny thing is, I actually did call it Elhamer Creatives. Brilliant,
0: <laughs> brilliant.
1: <laughs> but that was yeah. But I I know what you mean though. There's a lot of creatives out there. I think, to me, it was just mainly to get it done. You know, mm-hmm. I can always. If anything, I could change the name, but it's it's just more of a. To me, it's 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 a a team. Mm-hmm. For me, it's the team of people that I have. And it's the package that you can sometimes get from working with me so i think for sure that will be escalated into something bigger Mm -hmm. um it's hard for me to really know what that is now
0: because you recently started working with mass movement as well right
1: yes i did that this year no not this year last year and you're on board with them as a choreographer yeah only i basically don't do any dance jobs anymore at all um, so I did that yeah I've signed with them as choreographer it's a fun story because they actually signed me they brought me in because they wanted to work with me mm-hmm. they had a job wh- which they felt I would be great for because Christian called me he was like yo I have this thing with DM Payne blah 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 and I was like yeah sounds dope I know we haven't signed you but do you want to be on board and I was like you know sure so I did it At that time, I had been signed with MCK for a year, didn't get a single job as a choreographer. So, so I was like, you know, what, I'm just going to do whatever. And it's definitely not for me. I I think we have different interests here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, yeah, it was definitely... I did send an email like that. Um, Did that, met my agent, Nadia, connected. She understood me and what I wanted. And the thing is about the Mass Movement family, after that entire thing, they signed me and I signed, everything was great. All I'm looking for is someone to get what I want to accomplish and to understand me as what I honestly have to offer and that I get from from them. Um, They understand that my stuff is not easy. It's not something that everyone can do. Um, So that involves also bringing in
0: your own choice of dances yeah
1: which uh, has always been honored and respected and understood so i really do appreciate that so we have a nice little um
0: agreement agreement yeah yeah you're on the same terms we're
1: on the same terms and they we support each other like we have this so it's basically like this little collaboration between Mass movement and creatives are created, if anything. Um, but to be to, to see, to say where I am in five years, I think it's really hard. Because I, I don't really know. I think I'm probably going to be here in London. I'm probably going to do my thing. Um, or maybe not even. Maybe I've moved to another place. Who knows? Who knows? It's, and I do like the unawareness. I yeah. do like not knowing. It's not like I have a specific goal for five years. Um, but yeah, it's That's a bit so windy, it. isn't it?
0: It is windy. I hope this doesn't ruin the recording. I'm sure I can... We just, can do it again. I can suck the wind out, We'll it
1: just, just make that like suck that a dick, dick joke again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we talked about jokes about sucking dicks before we start recording. That's right. very inappropriate. Uh, um, here's a question that I was meant to ask everyone I've interviewed, but I definitely forgot for the last two people. It doesn't matter. What's your most embarrassing moment? most embarrassing moment yeah i think it's good for people to hear like someone that they look up to or like, yeah. they have something really bad or embarrassing happen to them because i just think it shows that we're all human and everyone has things that they're not super proud of <laughs> <laughs>
1: i've got a couple i've got a couple <laughs> um i mean the I'm just trying to think which one is the worst
0: It's the worst, Give
1: me the top three. <laughs> okay, so one of them was definitely when we did the Kylie job, and uh, my hat fell off. I
0: remember that.
1: And I was swinging around my neck like a, <laughs> like I was trying to be Usher with a hat. <laughs> <laughs> and we even had these balls on our hands, so I couldn't fix it. It was just there, stuck. <laughs> and the, and all the audience, the audience was just looking at me, like, oh, you're fucked, aren't you? <laughs> Yeah, that was, that was fun. Um, it, was a good time. it was a great time. And then another one. I mean, we've all tripped and fallen on our asses on stage. Um, and I had one of those back in Denmark when I started working, which was also... <laughs> I don't know what happened, but I was standing right next to the artist. You did a backbend. And I tried to do a back bend to <laughs> compete with my mentor. <laughs> Into a bevel. Into a bevel. Um, and then
2: <laughs>
1: I don't know what happened, but the choreo was like a jumpy choreo Obviously from <laughs> did my mentor. <laughs> no, my my mentor did, <laughs> which probably makes sense. He's Ronnie, his name is Ronnie. Ronnie more I don't know how to say that in English. Shout out Ronnie. Ronnie Morningstar, if you translate it. Yes, get it. It's quite a cool name in English. It's better in English probably. It is much better. Um, Ronnie Morning Store. Um, like so I did that job and basically the, he did this jumpy jumpy choreo and as the other dudes are jumping, I'm falling on my ass. Nice. And the, I'm right next to the artist. She just looks at me.
2: <laughs>
1: Honestly, she just looks at me. And I'm like, why are you looking at me? I'm just from down there looking like, ugh, oh, I'm lost. And I try to get into the combo and as I'm trying to get in, I jump up and the guys, they come down from their jumps so it's just, it's I just make it more and more obvious. And then when we get off stage, she's like, Who was it that was falling on stage? And I was just look, I was there, like, You know it's me. <laughs> oh, it was a great memory.
0: That was good times. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah Kylie, you had balls on your hands. There was no way you were fixing that hat. It was impossible. Yeah. And then the
1: tights were wearing as well. <laughs>
0: One of the coolest jobs ever, the worst costumes of all time. Yeah, it was really I'll, I'll say it, I don't care if I upset anyone. <laughs> <laughs> they were the most horrific costumes I've ever worn on stage in my life. Yeah. And I'd wore some bad ones. I mean, but they looked cool, like from the audience, like as a visual, they looked great. But a way to make you feel not cool.
1: Uh, I think we even had to pop in those costumes.
0: Yeah, we had a bottle with like a full life risk inside suit on, balls on your hands and a cone on your head. Oh my god! Oh, that was so funny. Oh, this. Jesus, that was hilarious. That's dope. Anything you wanna you wanna say, bro?
1: I mean, when I think about it, the, I think it's important as a general. If I were to give any type of advice to anyone, I think it is very important to figure out what makes you happy with an industry. And follow that journey because it's very easy to lose yourself you know what I mean I, I um, so for me if I were to tell anyone to go in a specific direction just listen to what what aspect because there's so many aspects there's so many ways to take and I don't think there's a right or wrong way um, just follow that one path you you feel is right um, that's also why I do my videos because that's the one thing I can actually do without making a big compromise because that's what usually working is, it's a big compromise you have to either compromise with the artist, you have to compromise with
0: agent, label, any, like, it's
1: it's basically like you yeah so you gotta be willing to sacrifice something (laughs) yeah, so that's why I'm doing that that's why I've been doing that for a while now and I will probably continue to do that maybe on this, on another, on another scale Mm-hmm. Um, cause, cause these grand videos take out a lot of my budget, Damn right. and a lot of my time. How much do you think you spent on videos? Overall. Yeah. I mean, the black or white video was eight mm-hmm. thousand. Which a is a lot, video. but actually considering you went to twelve countries, it's not that bad. No, <laughs> uh, and I've definitely earned all that. You know what I mean? So it's it's all it's also an investment in in, in a way. A hundred percent. Um. I mean, then the Burn It Up video was like a thousand, and then it really—I mean, I don't know. This one I'm doing now is the biggest ever, and that's a lot.
0: Yeah. I like what you just said. It's an investment. I feel like people don't invest in themselves. It's so really important. I put it up on my—I put it up on the Instagram podcast Instagram this morning. Actually, you just said invest in yourself.
1: Yeah, you really have to invest in yourself, cause.
0: Thank you for listening to the Ins and Outs podcast. Please make sure you subscribe, leave a 5 star rating and review on iTunes and also make sure you're following us on Instagram at theinsandouts underscore. Thank you very much and until next time, the ins and outs.